0: hi julie thank you so much for joining me on the i am unbreakable podcast it is so awesome to meet you face to face
1: thank you so much for having me adrian i am excited to be able to connect with you i've been looking forward to this chat
0: oh thank you so much well me too and thanks to brother brad brother brad I, love- <laughs> I love brad I'm gonna give him a squeeze after so you and I have so many similarities in our life. And when we were chatting earlier, my question to you was, are you a mom? And I loved your answer. So are
1: you a mom? I am a fur mom. I have I... three little dogs.
0: Okay. Do tell, you know, this whole conversation could be about dogs. Cause I am a huge I mean... animal lover. I'm an animal sort of, I want to say ally activist, uh, mm. whatever you want to call it, but I'm always for the voiceless and I know you are as well. So what kind of puppies do you have?
1: Well, I have three dogs and they all have a really fun story. Yogi Bear is our oldest, or, or he's been with us the longest. He's going to turn 11 in December. God um, bless.
0: And what kind he, is
1: he? He is a lapsa Opsa Bichon mix. Ooh, and boozy. he is very um, sensitive and he is a mama's boy. We got him because someone, uh, I guess adopted him and, and it was an older lady, had never had dogs in her entire life and decided to get this puppy. And um, he was needy and uh, very rambunctious when he was a puppy and he she needed to rehome him. him after a week of having him. And oh, we went poor to Yogi see him. Bear. Yeah, we went to see him and... Um, there was another couple who had a little boy who was coming to see him after my husband and I saw him and he was just adorable and I thought oh I really want him, but obviously she said well i'm gonna you know, make a decision, so she called us the next day um, and she said well. You know the other couple came but yogi chose you he didn't <laughs> give them the time of day so. I'm like, Okay. Yogi. He knew where he was going to get spoiled, right? That's right. And he does get spoiled. Now, Yogi's been with us again that long. And our other two, when I worked uh, in corporate America, I worked for a friend, a mentor, the founder of this organization. And uh, she was amazing. Sadly, in 2017, she passed away. She had breast cancer that metastasized to her brain. So I adopted. Her family was not able to keep her little uh, Maltese. So I brought Simba home and Simba uh, Bry is what we call him Simba Bry is our other little baby and he is two months older than Yogi. And for a few years there Yogi um, had a hard time having a little brother or a big brother, Uh, (laughs) but now they sort of coexist. and our third one <clears throat> came to us a year ago this weekend um he actually belonged to my friend lillian um who passed away belonged to her son because her son also passed away within a uh, week a week or so of her passing so she wow. he had a it's little puppy make me cry yeah, like it was a it was a tragic story i talk about, it in, I talk about they... it in my book i talk about it in my book and you
0: know what though, it just goes to show what a beautiful soul you are. I mean, you have a mm. piece of your friends and yeah. your friend's, uh, son. And I could not turn away not
1: that. having him here, um, because my friend, our other friend, had taken him in. And Junior is his name, named after the famous Junior Cheesecake in Brooklyn, which is where we are. Um, I'm a New Yorker. Lillian, you know, was in New York and. Um, But my friend that had taken junior on was moving to Texas and couldn't take him and she said can you help me rehome him and to my husband's credit, he said we're not going to rehome him we're just going to keep him. Although he had said, you know, we, we had a cap at two dogs, but now we're at three again. So we're at
0: three and I draw the line, although you know that they do better in even numbers, right? Yes,
1: I do. I keep saying that we need Hence to grow a dog. I think
0: I have four boys and oh. funny because I have a, a dog. I have a Frenchie Dakota
1: Ooh. and there's a
0: whole story behind that as well, but not quite as interesting as yours. And, you know, they've been bugging me for another one for four years. And I'm like, you know, I look after 28 guys and, uh, and gals, uh, <laughs> at work, four boys, a mom, a, a do- yeah, no more. Nothing that eats, breathes, lives, sleeps, <laughs> requires food, attention, water, any of that stuff. Life is crazy busy and very full, but very, yeah. but I'm sure with three pups, I mean, dogs are are pack animals, right? So, yeah, and, better- and I
1: guess I am, well, I, I guess my husband, I think, is the real pack leader because they do listen to him. <laughs> and they kind of get away with everything with me, but right now, believe it or not. And I'm hoping that they continue to do so. They're sleeping under my desk right now. The three of them.
0: Oh, come so. on. We need you. We need you to put the camera down after. Uh, to take yeah. a, well, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring one of them up
1: and junior uh, yeah, who is well, the youngest and the, the small, you know, the latest edition, we call him Chunkamunk because he's a little chunky. Oh. He is a Maltese and a, um, and and a and a yorkie so he's like a little roly poly oh, cute
0: yeah, well if you want to let them sleep for a bit and bring them all up all right so they'll make, an, the appearance. Yeah, I would they'll make love an appearance yeah they'll make an appearance you know yeah. i i if you look at some of my other podcasts and a lot of um i'm releasing i think you and i had chatted about that um quickly that mm-hmm. i have a magazine and a publication that i want you involved in as well which we'll chat about <sighs> later yeah. in uh the fall of 2023 and one of my uh sections is fur babies because uh. Love it. Fur babies are like I mean anything. I guess people are always like, well, there's reptiles and there's monkeys and there's rats and right. and I get everybody. I will tell you this tarantula story later, but anyways, everybody has their favorite pet. Um, for those who love our furry friends, but they're so good for the soul. I mean, oh, let they alone are. Alone for uh, you know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. and just a really tough day. In the Mm. life of walking through the door and seeing them so happy, you can't. You your your mood immediately lifts. So for those of you who don't love animals and maybe suffer from something or are finding things challenging, even visiting somebody with Mm -hmm. pets can just be so incredibly therapeutic.
1: Absolutely, I have to tell you that I. um, It wasn't until I lived moved to Connecticut, I guess, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when I married my husband, Dan, um, for whatever reason, Connecticut is a little colder, a little darker than New York City. I moved here from New York City. Um, so I struggle with seasonal affective disorder here. Yes. Um, I think that in the city, because I'm very extroverted and I'm really outgoing people person in the city you just walk around you're out you you know you're always doing something for me the winters have become very difficult and and god bless i have these animals because they're the ones who give me love who cuddle me but they remind me hey let's go outside let's kind of like survive or or thrive a little bit and they amuse me they are funny i mean they they really have (laughs) if you don't have animals you know you may not understand but they each have such distinct personalities
0: yeah and they do things that you're like okay i swear you're human yeah i'm not feeling great so you decide to like chase a ball and roll over it and face plant on the floor (laughs) whatever the case may be And it just lifts you. I, oh, I so love that. Okay. Like I said, that's going to (laughs) be our part two. We're going to talk about our fur babies. Okay. I
1: love it. I love it so much. I want
0: to know more about you. You are such an incredible woman, human being. And I would love to know a couple of really kind of intimate things about you. If you're good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What are you going to ask
1: me? I can, I, I, I'm an open book. (laughs)
0: I love it. Well, you know, we all have stories. And, you know, uh, my podcast is based on the struggle as part of the story. Mm -hmm. And we all have struggles, we all have obstacles, we all have things that we have gone through. So I guess my question to you is, personally, what was your biggest struggle from when you know you were knee high to a grasshopper to today do you have you know everybody has that life-altering aha moment where it's like okay things are going to change and most people hopefully people are paying attention they have many of those moments Mm -hmm. and so what would you say was the the most impactful
1: Well, you know, if you asked me this question maybe a year ago, I might have given you a very similar answer, but I think I'm going to expand on this answer, please. I, I went through a divorce. Many people have gone through a divorce. And for me, I worked really hard at that first marriage. I met him when I was 25. We dated for five years and then we're married short of 10 years so we really grew up together we saw the world together also and and we had this from the outside we had what people would think as a you know such a great life we lived in new york city we were professionals we traveled all over the world we had great family and friends and but i was really miserable in the marriage because it was a sexless marriage and it was something that affected my confidence it affected my my self-esteem it it made me question my value as a person um even though in my professional career i was excelling i mean i did some incredible things in looking back and i was promoted six times in eight years something like that and i loved what i did yet i never i was so afraid of people finding out that, you know, I, I was, and and by the way, my ex-husband, you know, we're friends. He's, he's a wonderful guy, but I, there was nothing that I could do that would make this marriage, that part of our marriage sort of work. And I started to become someone that I didn't, um, I didn't love and I didn't like, and I, I, I was becoming a little bit, if not a lot bitter. Um because i there i I felt that was broken, and it was nothing that I could do that made me change now in retrospect um and and I'll tell you what was the turning point in in me ending the marriage, but one of the things that had happened that I never really addressed um prior to me meeting my first husband is I was actually dating someone um after high school into college and I was head over heels with this guy and he proposed we were going to get married and I and I used to be of the person that used to think I'm not getting married ever but here I was I was getting married it was young love and it was everything that young love could be right and should be yeah and should be and I he had a motorcycle accident he was stationed in Germany and he had a motorcycle accident and he was never the same he, for all intents and purposes, he was dead to me because he, um, his family really uh, became very protective of him. His family became so, um, his mom went through, and and what I understand now, almost a nervous breakdown. And I was in Florida when this happened, he was there, but she refused to allow me to see him. And without making it a long story, I think that the girl who was At this point 20 years old was broken and she was just devastated because this love that she had was taken away from her so i started to shield myself from relationships when i met my first husband um all my friends were getting married and then i began i began this wonderful friendship with this wonderful guy and we had a lot of fun together and it was just sort of like okay well this is just what we do i'm just dating him and i had a lot of uh, red flags that kept saying it's not the relationship me for you because
0: you know that's what i do i've been through about i'm gonna say ten thousand divorces and broken relationships mm-hmm. because as a private investigator as oh in and family law infidelity questionable behavior Mm -hmm. child custody and i've been through so much i want to know what are the top three reasons okay so the the first
1: the first one is he um i you know we i said we should you know are what are we doing here are we getting married are we dating and he's like well why do you need to get married and it was just he was so anti-marriage and so anti and yet i i I grew up in a very Catholic, very good girl kind of environment. Well, so that's what
0: we're kind of what you do, right? And brought and, up the same way, and it's like you know, marriage and yeah, that's well, what you although, do. You're like, I can't yes, do. Although and, they were still about careers, my parents really did yeah. support me with career as well. Uh, but you are supposed to do both, but you sort of are, as you know, a Catholic. You know, yeah find the man and have the 2.5 kids the picket mm-hmm. okay so he was aunt so that's number so, one yeah number Huge two number number two.
1: two once we did get married um you know there was always like a part that we didn't. Like I had to beg him to go places with me. Like if I was invited to an event for work or an event for um, like a friend's wedding that maybe it was not his friend. It was part of my circle from work. So he didn't want to
0: get involved. He
1: didn't want to like, he would never want to. And the third red flag is he loved to travel and as I love to travel as well. And we were fortunate enough, his aunt um, was a flight attendant and she began flying in 1959 with for Pan Am airways so she wow. had incredible air, air flying benefits she never married didn't have children so we had her benefits so Wonderful. it was very easy for us to go all over the world but there were times in which he would wake up in the morning thanksgiving for instance and we would be maybe getting together or celebrating and and he would say oh i'm not Gonna be here today. I'm gonna fly to you name it. And he would just take off. And I would just think, why don't you wanna be with me? Why don't and 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 by the way, you'd appreciate this, Adrian, because it was that nagging feeling that something is not right. What is going on? And um. Oh no. That's that's when how the
0: missus somewhere else, or some, there was a Mr. Mrs. somewhere
1: else. Oh, and there were several misters somewhere else, and it you
0: know, was just to you that you yeah. brought that up because, first yeah. of all, wow, that was actually the number one reason I would say yeah, that was the and, number one reason, and. God bless you for talking about it. I can't tell you, especially, um, you know, during uh, lockdown and whatnot, Mm -hmm. people, so many people were cheating, but they were having same sex relationships. And I would tell people this, like, you know, well, I know there's another woman or I know there's another guy. And I'm like, listen be still my beating heart and yours that, you know, (laughs) it could be infidelity. It could be same sex relationships. It could be gambling, drugs, drinking, (laughs) escorts, sex trade, whatever the case may be. So don't discount any of that. And then Mm. they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, because I mean, the way there's certain cultures, there's certain things that are not acceptable and there's certain people that are not um finding out who they are just like yourself oh and
1: absolutely every
0: decade you kind of evolve and you change and you learn more yeah. and more and more about yourself but um you know to have that happen I'm sure to you was like a big blow and you know the ego is something that has to get out of all of our yeah. heads but
1: you know the a interesting... amount of ego that lives in all of us but there was a legal an ego thing in there but I will say the first when I realized what happened well first i'm going to tell you the story because you're going to love this i love it already i there was something that just again was not sitting right it was my my ex-husband is jewish um and every holiday by the way i would make a holiday you know, i would make all the celebrations we couldn't have a christmas tree at my house then but we would do the jewish holidays not in, anyhow so but he wouldn't show up he yeah then we one so it was it was hanukkah and i planned i cooked the latkes and i had this great thing and i was waiting for him and he finally came home around 10 o'clock and he said um oh i i um, i i'm sorry i'm, I'm i was at happy hour with friends and i'm like oh okay um but I, you know i i was it's a holiday. I thought we would celebrate together. And as he went to bed, I went to walk my dogs at the time in New York because I had dogs with him as let well. Let me guess. And let me
0: guess. You grabbed his phone.
1: No, I no. I started to feel like I'm not being true to myself. It was the beginning of the Christmas season in New York, and I realized I I'm not allowed to have a Christmas tree in my house because we have to like he he doesn't. Like, I'm not, I don't matter. But it was all wants, give.
0: It sounds like it, it was, was all give.
1: give. Um, then on Saturday, he said, hey, I have a friend from work that is lives in New Jersey with his wife, but he wants to rent a room from us because he wants to be closer to the city. And he doesn't want to commute. So I'm like, why would we rent a room to someone? I mean, like, this is, I, and I'm thinking like, we we make really good money. Like, I don't know. And, and I was so confused, but I'm like, okay, the guy came. And again, like the hairs on the back of my neck stood, didn't think much of it. Like I met the guy. I I'm like, okay, he's weird. I don't think so. But didn't, we didn't talk about it. And Monday I went to work and I was, I'm driving to, to work. Um, it would have been my grandparents 65th wedding anniversary are they I was are, thinking, are they both here still or nope, are they 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 were gone and I was very awesome. close to my okay. grandparents and I kept okay. thinking why is it that this is not what I I have that they had such partnership and love and devotion and respect for each other and as I sat at my desk I I got this voice that said check his email oh. and I thought check his email wait a minute and and i and i thought i don't even know what his password would be it didn't take more than one try for me to figure it out wow. and i opened the email and again there were emails from this guy tell her tell her um there were emails of all his adventures to visit and be with other people and at that point it just sort of like the switch flipped and i decided okay This makes total sense. And it was, I, it was more like a liberation for me because all of a sudden I found that I wasn't, it wasn't me. It It had nothing to do with me. And I, no matter what I did, I was never going to be enough and I needed to be enough only for me. So I, picked up the phone and I called my dad and I said, hi, I just want to let you know I'm leaving him. And then I called my friend who we talked about, who was my boss and the owner of the company. And I said, hi, I, I have leaving him. <laughs> I, I said, I, I, you know, I have that bonus coming up. I need it before January. And this is why. And she said, wow. okay, you're like, do let it.
0: me cut you that check. Now. I love and that. She
1: sure did. And I want to
0: just bring that back for a second. It there is such an important message in this obstacle and in your journey, which a lot of what we experience and a lot of what we feel, a lot of times it isn't about us. You know, when you feel, you know, not no. good enough or you feel inadequate for whatever reason. But that message all on its own, yep. Julie, is so awesome because if we could live our life knowing that you know whether you get some kind of hate messages whether mm-hmm. you get like you said you, you know you have a sexless marriage or your friend or the pizza guy is pissed off 99.9% of the time it has nothing to do with us it is something either they're going through yeah or something but We internalize, especially as women, we internalize this as like, what can I do better? And you started something and I kind of knew it was going to this, not quite like this, but (laughs) it was sort of going to this where you said, my first marriage, I worked so hard. So, yeah. you really gave 150% and you convinced yourself mm-hmm. in your mind that it was you because you could have done better.
1: Oh, 100%. Right. And then we do this as women all the time, in which sure we never place the blame outside of ourselves. And we are the ones who really, by what we're thinking, sabotaging ourselves. We beat ourselves up, we judge ourselves, we think we become these either hype and by the way that's my one of my biggest saboteur the set the one that is hyper achiever because i couldn't achieve and have um that great relationship that i was investing so much into so then i needed to achieve everywhere else well that's what
0: i was gonna say you know you achieve let's just say professionally to so high to offset your personal Right. Let's just say growth or your internal, let's just say achievements, because we are always so judgy sometimes of oh, ourselves, sure. right? And I could be doing better. I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with you. No. And by the way, I've been married twice as well. Um, you know, still with my second husband, but you know, very similar situation not sure what he's doing you know now or if he's remarried or to which sex he's remarried to um so I'm not saying that that part is the same whatsoever but it's so funny that you try so incredibly hard in like your younger years where mm-hmm. it is not that look no relationship I don't care who you are what you say I call bullshit if you say any relationship is easy whether it's yeah. a friendship. <laughs> you know, a family relationship, a coworker, everything is work. It's work. Sometimes it's, you know, easy peasy and sometimes it's work, but you, you have to admit it's, it's always work, but it shouldn't be so difficult. Like you, it sounded like you were tooth and nail. You sat, you know, you kind of threw yourself on the cross and gave up everything that you wanted for him. Right. It shouldn't be that difficult. Right. And so now you're not now
1: you're happily remarried. Absolutely. We call um, So my husband, and uh, this is a second marriage as well. We call our first spouses, our practice spouses. <laughs> I love that yeah. Be- makes perfect. make practice. Practice makes perfect practice. And, and by the way, um, certainly no perfection, but we work at it. We come back. We and, and, and I am incredibly fortunate that my husband now he's so incredibly supportive of what I do and what I do now with the work that I do with women, building a brand for them, helping support, get their message out there, um, helping them build the business of their dreams that allow them to have the life that they want. Um, I'm able to do it because I have this person at my side. And and by the way, he is the total opposite of me. But he is the person that I they will call me to task or will um, say oh, you "Okay, you're crazy, your but I'll support you. Right. And that's yeah. what we need and we
0: sure do. But in a respectful manner, in a
1: respectful manner. Absolutely and it's
0: funny because I have that exact same in the partner that I have now. And isn't it ironic that we're you and I are both very similar? And a lot of people will say uh, regarding my husband that he's you know a little bit shy or he's a little bit quiet. I'm like, no, he's not. He's kind of noisy when he's around. I'm <laughs> <You're not> kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's a great listener. And but like you said, you've got that backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much of my messaging is you know uh, and and especially being a female in a very male dominated industry there are men that will support women. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, I don't talk about the negative or about the men that uh, perhaps do not. There's a lot of good men out there. And a lot of my clients will say, oh, my God, never again. I'm never dating. I'm never getting married. I said, call me in two, three years. I said, I guarantee. you." Yeah, that was me,
1: by the way. I walked out out of that relationship. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, my God, you had probably one of the worst what we call in our industry sort of betrayal because it's a double whammy Mm -hmm. right it it was a double whammy you you lost the second you said I do you had you didn't even have a fighting chance doesn't make your uh your ex-husband a bad person Uh, perhaps he was not being true to himself and definitely not being true to you right Uh, and that's all you know like you said water under the bridge which is awesome however you didn't have a chance regardless. And it, Mm -hmm. but I think through tough times, I mean, always when, um, you know, I'm doing coaching with my clients and I'm sure you're the same, is growth doesn't happen when you're comfortable and happy. Uh Hundred percent. during these type of times, like the times that you had to endure. And I'm sure, you know, I'll tell you a quick story if you don't mind about uh, when I think I had told you as well, um, I got certified through Tony Robbins, and I had met him when he came to Toronto. And I wasn't in a great position in my life, but you know, I started that whole thing, um, you know, uh, of coaching and getting certified because all my clients mm-hmm. really needed the support, and I didn't feel I was qualified. Mm. And I'll never forget, you know, I talked to Tony about some personal things, and you know, he said to me, you know, and I was kind of mid-certification. He says, you know, you get what you tolerate. And I it's took terrible. that back, like, what? I get what I tolerate. Wow. So in my mind, I walked away and I was just like, I cannot believe that he would say something like that. And I exited the program for about six months. And then um, somebody from from there called me and said, like, what happened? You know, how come <laughs> you know we haven't seen you? And my mm-hmm. I was very honest. And, and she listened and she heard me and she's like, did you hear what he said after? And I'm like, I think I needed a paper bag. So no, I I have no idea what he said after. And she said, Oh boy. She goes, I can't tell you, you know, my personal story in detail, but I will tell you he said the same to me. And it was life-changing. He said, You get what you tolerate. And that's all I heard. I was thinking he was saying, Well, t- you kind of get what you deserve, but right. not even like that. So why I would take it like that, I don't think I was ready to hear the next step, mm. which was raise your standards. And I was yeah. like, wow, why? I just wasted six months. I That was not <laughs> what I heard. And it's so funny because I'm sure with your second marriage, you're kind of like, you've got healthy boundaries and you're 100%. kind of like, I'll tolerate this. Uh, I will tolerate some of this and I will never tolerate this, right? Yeah. And I'm sure in your first marriage, you weren't like that and same. And that's yeah. why when I say practice makes perfect, Practice makes perfect for us. It makes yeah. it a better situation for our partners to be in with us if we know what we want. Because right. a lot of people are, go into relationships uh, personally and professionally saying, oh yes, it's going to be fine. Oh yeah, we'll have kids that'll make it so much better. Yeah, okay. And at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. You still feel the way you feel and things are still the way they are. And so as long as you work on yourself, which it sounds like you are a rock star and look where you are now. So you left okay, so fast forwarding, yeah. Left the corporate world. Now that's my second question because there's always a story for every that entrepreneur. Story, See, yeah. I've been an entrepreneur since I was not even ten, so I, that was always you my and problem. me both. Always <laughs> my vision. Of course, but i'm sure you sound like you went into corporate America. I
1: did I did and and And... I always had a dream and I always had maybe this little side hustle here and I knew that I was going when my friend um, Lil died, you know, and and she died in 2017 I, I stayed with the company, despite the fact that I. I had all these other thoughts of things that I wanted to do and go out on my own. And yet I stayed because I wanted to be loyal to the organization. I wanted to get them through the transition of losing our founder, our CEO, and transitioning and keeping her legacy going. Um,
0: So you did it really, again, for, I don't want to say for, um, you didn't really do it for professional reasons. You did it because of your heart. Yeah. Yeah right isn't i'm a heart-led person absolutely isn't that interesting yeah. though because you didn't really do it because you wanted to i mean you probably wanted to and there was a financial benefit sure um, and, and you know, i was if, very and good
1: at what i did i'd been with the organization terrified. for a long time um and i also i mean i knew that i wanted to do something on my own but i didn't have a clear picture um in in 2019 i started to really kind of think more and I, I, I 2018 I got my first coaching certification 2019 I got another one and I thought, yeah, you know, maybe in a couple of years, this is what I'm going to do. And in the meantime, I was working in some leadership programs as a mentor, and really loved that. And I thought, Okay, well, this is great. I can help individuals and people would come to me and I would mentor or coach them. Um, but it wasn't like anything defined. Um, and it was the morning of March. March 21st, 2020. I was working here and, and I worked remotely. I worked in Connecticut and we had gone into lockdown and I got a call from our C- CFO mm-hmm. um, and someone who I've been close to and, and he he was distraught. And I thought, what is going on? And he said, I've been laid off. And I'm like, what? You've been there for longer than I have. What do you mean? And I was so and I said, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I know I'm going to connect you. I can help you. And I'm already like thinking of how I'm going to help him. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. Wait a minute. Now, mind you, my he was the CFO. My role was chief innovation officer. So I was part of that C-suite and and I thought, wait a minute. Am I next? He is. Yeah. Am I next? So I, I texted our CEO. Uh, as I'm on the phone with him and uh, immediately I started to get a call coming in through through teams and I said hey I think i'm next here comes the call and the CEO gave me the news that he's like hey we need to offer you a separation package we've been been we've been hit very um, strongly through the pandemic, um, you know we we need to keep some people on the ground and we can not afford you and. Um, And at at that time, there was a level of okay, And and I sort of went into that automation mode like I did before, right, when I found those other emails and I'm like, okay, no problem. And and then I thought I know exactly what I'm going to do in that night. um, I laid in bed at night and I started to lay out my vision, my mission, what I wanted to do, who I wanted to help, what I was and, and it started to form. Now, Adrian, there's still a level of mourning that, you know, my corporate life ended. I was in this industry for over 20 years. I was with that company for almost 12 years. I, it was also, I wasn't losing just a job. I was also re grieving the loss of my friend and my yeah. mentor. Yeah. And and that was part of the impact as well that, that hit. And of course we were in lockdown, but. Uh, um, which is a whole slew of. Other, is, but uh, you know. Things to deal with. But I'm what, glad it happened how it did though.
0: Well, I'm now, glad it yes, happened now how it you did. are, but I'm sure when it happens, sometimes you don't realize that things always happen for a reason. I'm very spiritual. Yeah. Yes. I'm Roman yeah. Catholic, but. Um, I don't really like my faith really is in, you know, the higher power and yeah. some people call it God. Some people call it angels. I just call it the higher power, very spiritual. And I feel that there is no such thing as coincidence. Things happen oh, for absolutely. A reason. Not. Absolutely. reason. And not. it's sort of like you were always destined to do this. And since you didn't get your dairy and, you know, fast enough mode mm-hmm. The universe said okay okay i'm going to help you along and here you go this and that's is exactly path. how
1: it happened Redirection. I, from- I got a little kick in the pants and and, and and, by the way, it was sort of like I I knew that this was it, this is the path, but I also, by the way, it was comfortable, why would I want to go to the uncertainty of. What am I going to do? Who am I going to serve? What is this business going to look like? Am I going to be able to make money from having a job that I was good at, a job that I had great, you know, connections with an organization that I loved leading. So there was that level of discomfort that I was avoiding and the universe said, no, sorry.
0: Yeah, we need you. Be uncomfortable. We need you over here and thank. gosh for the universe and the way it works right because we need women like you we need people like you because you are leading those c-suite individuals that have been laid off or that have lost their jobs Mm -hmm. or their families and you are leading them in to the rebuild of themselves and not just their businesses
1: right because no in their life it's a Join, you cannot separate your life from your business.
0: You can't. And, you know, so many people try to do that. And it was funny, Brad and I actually had this conversation. And, you know, it's always, you know, people want to push their product or they want to push their service. People aren't buying services and products anymore. They're no. buying into the founders. They're buying into yep. the people. Agreed. That allow you to get to know them like yourself, yeah. and I love that because you have to have a connection with people. I mean, I built my whole entire private investigation built uh, uh corporation. Sorry, I was gonna say agency, and then foundation, and then I lost all words for a moment. But <laughs> you're I good. People, I built my whole private investigation agency on serving others and listening and having the empathy Mm. and the compassion and not to say that there aren't others in the industry um, that are either male or now there's a few females in the industry but being the first woman this Mm -hmm. is why as an industry leader I said being a person talking to another person they're coming to you with pain they're coming yeah. to you with fear and even for yourself as an entrepreneur i don't care how brave you are how strong you are even myself having you know having this amazing career and company and going into sort of the unknown yeah. which is serving people on a larger scale it's terrifying sometimes how, and, it's, and it's lonely and you are there for them leading them guiding them and also saying look yes there's going to be obstacles yes there's going to be hiccups and bumps and bruises in the road but you yeah. know what you're going to be okay absolutely right?
1: absolutely and I, and and I will tell you uh, you know the first thing that I started to help individuals with because I feel that this is the thing that many people get wrong and I got it wrong by the way my husband my husband would probably laugh um, hearing me say this, the first day that it was our full day that I was launching my business, I said, okay, you got to make me a logo. So I want to be official and be in business and have a logo. And brand is not about a logo. And yes, you can have some beautiful visual branding, but brand is personal brand is your your personality infused with your values into the service and transformation that you create for others and for me well said it's, well it's said. so important you know when i look at these women that, that maybe don't have the experience that i have coming into business, building a business i want them to know that They need to stop looking left and right to what so-and-so is doing, whoever the big bro marketing guy is, guru, right, that's going to tell you go out all the way. No, that's not you. It's not going to work for you. And you're not going to be able to build something that resonates with the person that you want to work with for as long as you choose to be somebody else. And, yeah. and and adopt their tactics, their marketing, their values that are not aligned with who you are and your experiences. Stop devaluing who you are and where you're coming from. I love because that because that is the it it it's what sets you apart. There's a book that I teach my clients when I when I do my my programming. Um, it's called the Blue Ocean Strategy. And I love this book it's one of my favorite books, because it talks about you can actually go into a very saturated market, but as long as you are very clear and you define yourself. um, In a different way than everybody else in the market has done, then you are not going to swim in a shark infested waters you're going to be in a blue ocean.
0: So I love that's that. the
1: one thing I want people to, to know. Um, and I, that's what I, I love working with my clients because again, like we talked about life is we, we live in this blend. We don't have, I, I had a boss once tell me in my early twenties, he said, you know, when you come to work, you leave your problems at the door. And I remember, um, Thinking okay, and I would go in, and I'd be like, I, I would visually picture myself. And I, 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 this is one. I, I had a couple jobs. I was teaching at the time, and I was also working at this office as an office manager. And I would come in, and I would be rushing, and I, I my car had broken down, and I would literally think of myself. I'm gonna just leave my problems here in this bush, and I'll pick them up on the way home. On right? the way out, but yeah. but it's like the kind of thing where we we are human we feel and yes i think that like you said we take on a lot of um things because we don't value ourselves enough at times or we're not um we're not choosing right to think differently we're thinking in that oh poor me these things are happening to me Um, but at the same time it's important to note that life it's, it's happening and acknowledge that, hey, I'm feeling a little sad today, but that means that I can still uh, be kind to someone or I can still greet someone with a smile and be okay with that.
0: I love that. And, you know, when you say uh, th- there are certain things that you say, and I, of course, don't want to interrupt, but it's almost like life isn't happening to you. I always tell my clients it's yeah. happening for, for you, you. and it's going to be. sad and hard times and bumps and fair enough. And sometimes it sucks. I mean, look at, look at your two little fur babies underneath Mm -hmm. and have acquired them. And, you know, life isn't fair um, at times, but life is beautiful and always to choose sort of looking at for me. And what I always say is, you know, rejection really is redirection. It has Mm. nothing to do with, you know, Oh, you got fired because we can't afford you. We got, you know, you got fired because um, somebody, you know, for half the price and maybe half your age and half your experience is coming in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and I get the economics, but you know, and we can sit there and be bitter and be pissed off. And it's okay to have, you know, certain emotions. I always let my clients have a little bit of what we call a pity party. And Mm -hmm. then you got to move on and you put that pity party in a box. And when we need to bring it out, we bring it out. But at the same time, it's like, you know, put on your business hat and let's get to work. Right. And it really is about that. It is about just redirecting it. Rejection. Fine. Sucks. It is what it is but you also went look at your first marriage too. Mm-hmm. You picked yourself up. You immediately probably before you even told him, you called your dad, you called your boss. You redirected your energy oh. into survival mode.
1: Oh, I, you know and, and and I'll tell you. I I I found that on a Monday. I told you I found that on a Monday. And I worked for 5 days and by the end of the week, I not only had a new apartment, I had spoken to a lawyer. I had gotten a brand new bank account, and 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 I and I and you make it work. And and the reality and this is what people sometimes think like, oh, I should be sad. Oh, I'm I'm happy or I'm this. We are complex human beings, and we are able to feel sadness and hope at the same time. Sure can. We we are able to be angry. But also see the gift in something and what I want people to notice is that what you focus in is going to grow and just because you're feeling sad or stressed or overwhelmed over something. The more that you choose to put your energy into that the less energy you're going to have to maybe look at the gift. To look at the possibilities, to look at what's available to you. Because always that's gonna help the momentum carry you forward. You know
0: what you nailed that there's always a gift. There's always, you know, people wanna call it a silver lining or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even in the most tragic situations, there's always a gift. You just have to be open-minded. You have to like open your heart, open your soul, spiritually be open to receive the gift. And you might not see, you know, a death or a loss where there is a gift, but one day you will realize there's yeah. a gift. I mean, you've got your little gifts underneath your desk and not that, you know, there's any uh, positive to um, people. We love passing, especially young and sudden yeah. and um, from something such as, uh, as breast cancer, but there there will be a gift there will be messages yeah. there will be some kind of a gift even if the gift is they no longer suffer you know there is absolutely there is always a gift somewhere as long as we look right yeah
1: so, people don't you, realize that in the in the thunderstorm of life the clouds that are carrying the thunder and lightning are the clouds beneath the blue sky above really honestly and and I love if you, if I want you a T shirt that says that. Yeah, I may have to get a t shirt saying that too. And and you know, I had this revelation. I was flying, I don't even know where I was going, but I was flying somewhere and we took off from LaGuardia, which is kind of a hairy airport to take off from in normal circumstances, but it was thundering and it was lightning and it was it was that it was right after that plane that landed in the river. Uh, and I remember I was a little nervous, and as soon as we made it past, all of a sudden, it was so beautiful, and the sky was so blue, and I thought, you know, this is really what happens in life. There's these thunderstorms that are attacking and really bringing us down, but then uh, once we get through them and we break through, there the sun has never stopped shining. We just weren't. Seeing it because of what was going on, but if we push through, then we can get to it, or if we allow the thing to blow through and, by the way, help yourself don't sit in the rain and get wet open your umbrella. And absolutely. sit there and then let the rain pass. And then you will see that Take you're cover. capable of, yeah, absolutely.
0: And people don't realize how resilient we are. I mean, you put, you know, there, there's so many shows, you know, Survivor and mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid and all this other stuff. We are such resilient creatures. And, 10%. you know, I always, it's always confusing to me when one of my clients breaks down and they're freaking out. And let's just say the husband's completely, you know, taken out every line of credit and left them bankrupt. They've been a stay at home person or the husband's wife is sleeping with the best friend, whatever nonsense that yep. goes on in our industry. And they are just devastated. I can barely pick them up off the floor. And then to see them, and I always say this to them. I said, neck in a week, a month, three, six, and nine months, things are going to mm-hmm. look so different. Yeah. But you have to get off the floor first. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to get through this. And the one thing that's always helped them, and this is sort of one of my big mottos, is you're not always going to feel like this. People think this feeling is going to last forever, and it never oh, true." Happened it never does. And, you know, talk about resilience. And I now, you know, being in business for over 20 years, you know, people will message me or uh, call me or email me or send me a beautiful card from wherever they are. And they're like, happily single backpacking through Europe, you know, just had my third kid on my, you know, just got married, you know, five years ago and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how wonderful. And they're like, you know, you were there for me in a time I never knew I would get through. They're like, how did you know? And I'm like, because you just know. And as long as you have that faith and I think you're the same as a life coach and not only as a coach, but also as a human being, you resonate your fearlessness and the fact that you are strong and the fact that you are resilient regardless of Mm -hmm. the obstacle, you know, you're going to get through it. You're going to have a couple of bumps, scars, bruises, whatever. But those are your battle wounds, right? Yeah. It's funny. I got one of my other tattoos. Say it says, uh, "Life gives its uh, its hardest battles to its strongest warriors." Right. I love that. I think and, that that
1: is so true. And and it
0: is true because you got through this, and now you are helping other others. But you're even helping so many people. I can't even tell you. I'm so excited about this podcast because to actually come out and say it, so many people keep it. Mm. Con- it's shameful. It's embarrassing. It's whatever. No, it's not embarrassing, and it's not shameful. You know, the struggle is part of the story, and that you struggled for a lot of years thinking it was you, and what a gift to find out it wasn't. And now here you are, helping people transition into their new life, whatever right. transition that may be. You're using that to empower others. I think that is so. I
1: celebrate you i well, really thank feel. you and, and and by the way i i i want to you know clarify that the people in our life that maybe like myself encounter that relationship there's no villain there's no villain because they have a story and they are the protagonists of their story and for my ex he had a tormented life. And, and I'm not even going to go into his story because it's not mine to tell. But I am not the victim and neither is he. And there is no villain. There is just circumstances that we need to learn that they are what they are. And we have responsibility and we must take responsibility for our own happiness and for our own actions and the thoughts that we are going to choose on a daily basis to wear just like we choose our outfits
0: i i am gonna get a few t-shirts made of all your amazing (laughs) sayings and we'll we'll bling them all out out i love it and there you go but that is awesome i mean you have such a wealth of knowledge to share with others and to empower others i love that In closing, can you just tell me very quickly, I'm so excited to get your book from Amazon. Tell us quickly, what is your, you know, kind of your mission and your
1: message from your book? The mission from my book is that I want individuals to learn because not everybody has some incredible mentors or incredible friends that have poured them and have been there. Um, And maybe you have, but haven't seen them. And what I want you to see is that in order to have confidence, it's not about that feeling that we wake up with. Confidence is in you as long as you choose to take action. The name of my book is Confident You simple habits to live the life you have imagined and in the book i chronicle my story throughout my life in different periods of my life but i also chronicle the individuals that have come alongside of me and have given me some of the lessons and the simple habits that help them be confident and in turn i've adopted into my life that have allowed me to grow into this place in which I know that confidence is not a feeling; it's an action, is a daily uh, consistency in what we do for ourselves, and how we can then create a ripple effect and help others.
0: I love that, and I feel that confidence really takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of discipline, oh, yeah, for well. sure. And it's something you know. It's sort of like. You know, that saying, you know, if you ignore something, it'll go away. It's sort of like a relationship and Mm -hmm. self-care, self-love. I think confidence is very similar. And like you said, it's not confidence. A lot of people think it's arrogance or it's something, you know, egocentric (laughs) driven. And it's actually opposite, in my humble opinion, that it is something that you're confident in who you are, what you can offer this world. The fact that you serve others, the fact that you're loving and empathetic, and that like really shows in the type of person that you are, Julie, in all the work that you do, your book, your coaching, everything. I feel that you resonate confidence, and that's why people are drawn to you. Yes, you're charismatic, and yes, you're a wonderful talker, and you and I, I don't even think an hour or two is enough. I think you have to have several sessions But I love the fact that you can take whatever you've gone through and (laughs) hold it into not only a business, but a structure that other people can learn from. That is
1: beauty all on its own. Well, thank you. And you know, Adrian, you are, and I are kindred spirits. Brad is a good matchmaker.
0: (laughs) He sure is. He sure is. We're going to have to give him a two thumbs up, but. That's right. uh, That's right. You know, and and I think he's the same though. He really looks for people, Mm -hmm. you know, of quality and of substance, but you know, this isn't about me. It's all about you. And I really celebrate, you know, what you have accomplished uh what you are have already done uh what you've gone through with such beauty and such grace
1: mm.
0: in closing i keep saying in closing we're going to go on for forever on that that statement what is next for julie because i know you're going to build this huge empire mm. and you and i are going to do wonderful things together however what is next is there
1: any big step that you've
0: got kind of in the sidelines
1: yeah so you know one of the biggest things that i had on my on my list for last year 2022 is i i wanted to get on the tedx space stage and i wanted to you and i i got my you, boys
0: you and i are on the same path okay you and i are talking afterwards
1: okay wow All right. so i i will tell you that um i I did not, I I did apply to one TEDx last year, but it was the kind of thing where that was my goal, and I didn't do any work toward that goal until like the night before the application was due. And of course, I got denied. So this year, I've put myself out there and applied and, and really refining my message and really knowing, by the way, I'm just adding to the conversation. I am not coming up with any th- brand new ideas that this world hasn't heard, but I'm. they're going to hear it from my perspective, from my experience. Which and is viewpoint. where the
0: value is, right? Which is, yeah. which is what people want. They want authenticity. They want somebody that's gone through it and they want their TEDx is all about ideas. And you're right, you're very well yeah. spoken. And Thank I you. cannot wait to hear, you know, on on a personal call, uh, what you've done and how far you've gotten because yes, I'm going you know, to there, tell you. Lots how of fun that has and, been. Yeah, and it's there's lots of tricks and tips to to that whole process. But yeah. the fact that you're actually the, the other thing I really want to applaud because people don't ever talk. They always get onto social media and say, well, I've done this and I've done that. And look at me and look at this. People don't get on and say, hey, you know what? This was my goal. This was last year's goal. I failed miserably. This is what I did (laughs) because I only did it the night before. I love that. But you know what? What you're also not saying, and that's why I get to be your megaphone, is you have created a beautiful, amazing rock star brand, and you have gotten very far, and that's going to be on your to-do list, but isn't it funny that, you know, yours and my to-do list and our our paths are very similar, but we put this time frame on ourselves, and I feel as entrepreneurs, it's not serving, and the Mm. reason is, is it puts pressure you know, if that's your, I always kind of try to do like, these are my goal, my one, three and five year goals. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. And then, you know, we don't get through and I, I did the same thing and they denied me. And I said, I don't care. I'm going to apply every year, every year till I get it right. And one day
1: somebody will say yes to me. That's right. (laughs) Right. I I am. I, and, and we will, we shall see. I was finalist for, um, you know, for three so far. Uh, this year to have said you were a great finalist but not the final uh, and now I'm waiting to hear from the third and if it doesn't happen it just doesn't mean no it means next and that's what I want to leave your audience with I when, love that you know when you hear no it just means that there's something else out there for you and it's next
0: next or not now that's those or are my not now things. absolutely famous things too because you will get there I can tell you are full as of- will you Thank you. As will we. Maybe we'll do our own TEDx. Maybe
1: we'll do it together. You never know. (laughs) I can't
0: wait. Thank you so much for joining us. You are beautiful inside and out. Love, love, love you. Oh,
1: My friend, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. This has been an incredible conversation. You're a great host and I can't wait to see what amazing things we work together in the universe. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Don't forget, go confidently. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yes.